Hey caffeinators, welcome to the Vet Tech Cafe. The Vet Tech Cafe is a podcast centered around veterinary technicians and nurses, hosted by myself, Dave Cowan, and my good friend, Jeff Backus. We strive to discuss current issues facing our profession and give our colleagues a voice and a medium to enter into these discussions. Our guests are experts in the veterinary field that we hope can help our listeners work towards dealing with these issues, as well as coming up with solutions that can lead to change. If you have a question, comment, or would like to be a guest on the Vet Tech Cafe, please contact us at vettechcafe at gmail.com, or you can find us at our website, vettechcafe.com. One thing we would ask of you, our listeners, is to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We're not exactly sure how or why this helps us, but apparently it does. So without further ado, come on in, grab yourself a cup of coffee, and get ready for another episode of the Vet Tech Cafe. of the Vet Tech Cafe, a little bit of a special episode today, Dave. Yeah, this is this we recorded this uh last week, was it? Yeah. I think so, I think yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, great to, so, great to get get in touch with them and and actually chat like Yeah. face to face, I guess. Yeah. That's yeah, not more, really the word for it. <laughs> more, yeah, more or less. Um so I, I, you know, if you guys have been listening to us for a little while, you know we kind of have a fun back and forth with the Veterinary Viewfinder podcast. Um Becky started the the thing, I don't know, several months ago about um, at the end of one of their episodes, she said something about if there's complaints to, to send them to the Vet Tech Cafe. <laughs> and and she she messaged us privately after the fact and we we're like, uh, was was that actually OK? Do I need to take that out? And, and we loved it. And now we yeah, have we're like happy kind with of it. A, now we have kind of a fun back and forth with them about, you know, recording in our basement and, and what have you. So, um, but it was great. We've had Becky on the podcast before um, couple a couple times, of different yeah. times. Um, and so it's great to talk with her and Ernie Ward here um, about the veterinary viewfinder. And, and um, we, we kind of had some, some fun with them and, and it kind of a little bit turned into them interviewing us. Yeah. Yeah. We thought it was going to be like this, like, Oh, let's talk about each other's podcasts and, yeah. and how things, how things developed. And it more turned into them interviewing us and we were perfectly fine with that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We're happy to do that. Yeah. So uh, this is a little bit of a special episode. Um, probably a little bit shorter, I think, if I'm not mistaken, than, I think than some so, of our, maybe? our usual ones. Um, but it was a fun idea and, a, and a, a lot of fun to to collaborate with the Veterinary Viewfinder. If you guys aren't familiar with Veterinary Viewfinder, they're, I guess I would say for sure, one of, if not the OG yeah. veterinary podcast. And I, They've uh, they, been doing it 10, year, 10 years? Is that what we said? I forget how many I wanted to say like it's seven a lot. or eight, but it's it's yeah certainly a couple of years longer than us at least. Um, and they do weekly episodes. And yeah, I can't they imagine cover, they cover <laughs> a lot of heavy topics, and it's great because they have both the veterinarian and the veterinary mm-hmm. technician point of view on a lot of this stuff. So if you're not familiar with Veterinary Viewfinder, check it out. It's a great podcast. Um, they're big friends of ours and, and huge supporters of the Bet Tech Cafe. So. Definitely check them out if you're not already familiar. And Dave, we also want to send our well wishes to Becky. Yeah, yeah. Um, get get well soon. Uh, we we want to see you back out there again and yeah, doing all the things you love to do. So yeah, um, get get well soon. Yeah, absolutely. So caffeinators, enjoy this one, um, and then uh, we will be back very soon with kind of our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here comes the show. 
This week, we are so excited to share the mic with our buddies at our complaint department, the Vet Tech Cafe podcast. This week, we're going to talk with Jeff and David all about the world of podcasting, veterinary medicine, and what the future holds and why you need to take action today if you want to see positive changes in the future. That and a whole lot more this week on The Veterinary Viewfinder the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And for the past seven years, Viewfinders, we've been tackling tough topics. But this week, we're going to be sharing the mic with some cohorts and compatriots and colleagues that do a similar type of thing on their own podcast. And I can't wait to introduce you to those folks. But before we introduce you to them, I want to introduce you to me. I'm one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, you know, it's been great sort of watching the emergence of, of veterinary podcasts over the past seven years. But one podcast in particular has really done some some great work for us because you've been sending all our complaints there for the past year or so. Gosh, yeah, these guys are so generous to, uh, and, and we probably have a lot of complaints. I assume we keep them very busy <laughs> <laughs> with all the bull that gets sent over there. Um, you know, the truth is you're right though is is we've been at this for seven years and we can appreciate and we know how much work goes into creating quality content on a regular basis and these guys have been around a really long time they're two really really uh, amazing people in the veterinary space I'm glad we get to call them friends and I'm glad we get to call them podcast colleagues and I'm really excited to do a mashup today with our friends over from vet tech cafe podcast Jeff and Dave Welcome. Thank you Thank for you. having Thank us. You. It's uh, It's been a long time since we've been down here in the basement, but I like what you guys have done with the place. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah we just go unnoticed yeah, down yeah. here. It's, it's yeah. good. How's the corner office up at the top? We, it yeah. looks like I'm afraid of heights, so I don't, I'm not, you know, it's fine. Because you guys got that big Spotify deal. I heard millions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. I, I don't know. It, it, all, it all went to taxes. So, yep. yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for, uh, for having us on. Yes, this is super you. exciting. Um, I, we're, 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 yeah, we're really stoked to be here. Well, the first thing I want to ask you guys is, you know, you, you guys kind of make a big deal about having 45 years of combined experience, guys. Explain. It might be longer explain, than that now. <laughs> explain I think, that. I think explain that, guys. Now. It's 50. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to hear from your side of the, of the tape, if you will. What is this 45 years of combined experience in? Go well, ahead, Dave. well, I started in 97 as, as a, an assistant, even though they called me a technician at the time. Um, but I, I started in 97. I've been at it for, gosh, what is that now? 20, 25-ish years? 20, 26 yeah. years? Yeah. So, so David, go ahead. back up just one second. I mean, did you did you set out to be a tech? I mean, so did no, you do I something <laughs> prior to this assistantship or whatever you want to call that? My, my original plan in college, well... Going way back, my original plan was to uh, play the trumpet on Saturday Night Live, but that that kind of fell okay. by the wayside. Okay. Uh, and then I, I went back to my love of animals, and I wanted to work in a zoo. So I did a internship at the Franklin Park Zoo in Boston, and I was on the track to be a zookeeper, I guess. Um, and so I got a four-year biology degree, and um, the zoo thing never really panned out, and uh found my way into a rescue group or, or animal rescue league and after i left shelter medicine because those of you that have done shelter medicine know that it is very emotionally and uh yeah. taxing on you 
Um, and then I found myself in a, a general practice hospital and just kind of went from there. Wow. And so you did you self-direct and say, okay, being an assistant is okay, but there's got to be more to this. Is that how you started pursuing your CVT? Yeah, I, I, I went through that and I was able to take the VTE and um, Back in 2008, 2009, I had to drive to Delaware to do it because my state didn't allow it um, because I hadn't gone to a school. But I had been in the field for, gosh, 12, 12 or so years um, before I took the vt and And I had reciprocity and was able to transfer my uh, my LVT from Delaware to a CVT in New Hampshire. And uh, that was not the end of it for me because I, I after studying for the vt and I was like, there's so much more that I could learn. Uh, and made the switch over to emergency medicine, and I've, I've been there ever since. <laughs> right, and, and, and David, you got your BTS in emergency care. Yes, uh, so, yep. so pretty impressive. And, and viewfinders, if you're not familiar with kind of the path that David is laying out, this was the, the sort of the grandfather rule, right? I mean, this was when yeah, you were- Yeah, more or less. A, yeah, and you already had a, a four-year degree in right. college, I'm assuming, because that's how it used to work. And yep. so fascinating. Jeff, what about you? I mean, obviously you've been in the profession for a long time as well, not yeah. that long, Sim- but you know. Yeah, so similar. It was, uh, it was 95 for me when I started as an assistant, um, and my first thing was uh, in high school, my senior year, we had an after-school program where you could do basically uh, one class for one semester and like kind of an after-school program, everything from like auto shop to woodworking and, you know, kind of trade type jobs, and one of them was animal care, and then as part of that course, um, the last like six weeks of it were two days a week at a vet hospital and then they hired me on after that course so that was my first job as an assistant and I worked for a great veterinarian um, who really really taught us a lot and we never had RVTs on staff certainly not in the late 90s or early 2000s and I'll say he was kind of of the mindset that there wasn't a point for an RVT because he hand trained us and taught us all that stuff anyway I think that would be his argument but I think now he has a lot of RBTs on staff and, and kind of understands differently. And I, I, I like to think that I've helped kind of bridge that gap a little bit. But I worked there for a long, long time. I started in emergency medicine in 04, and they sent me to my first conference, which was IVEX, I think in 2006. And I was hooked on, on emergency medicine at that point. Um, California still has the alternate route in place where you can take an abbreviated program uh, if you've been in practice for long enough and, and take what was then our state exam and is now the VTNE. Uh, and so I did that path. Um, so I was alternate route from the start and then uh, got my BTS same year Dave did. That's how he and I met. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to be able to transfer uh, with reciprocity my license to Massachusetts when I lived there. Uh, but, you know, I've done a lot of cool things along the way and, and, um, yeah, but that's that's kind of my story. I never really like set out to be an assistant or a technician. I, I kind of was more on the veterinarian track. But once I kind of saw who like what the truly were the roles in the hospital, um, I found myself more wanting to do a lot of the the what I thought were the assistant or technician role or, or tasks at the time. Wow. And, and you guys have really both independently made, you know, a difference in the profession. I mean, you know, obviously, guys, you might be familiar with the name Jeff Backus because he used to work for the 
poison control, you know, hotline and all that. And uh, so he gives a lot of tux, or used to at least give a lot of toxicology uh, lectures. That's how I first came to know you. But in 2019, you guys decided to jump on uh, the Veterinary Viewfinder podcast bandwagon. Is that what happened? Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, uh, Dave, Dave is much more of a podcast listener or a guy. Like, I love the idea of podcasts, but I, I don't know. I just frankly have never gotten into them and i've kicked around the idea of a podcast for a long time but i i had no idea how all of this worked frankly and dave and i were sitting at ivex that year um we shared an airbnb and over a couple of beers one night we started kicking around this idea just a couple right just a couple and i mean (laughs) by the end of the conversation we had four sheets of notebook paper and, and we got, I think the next morning, it was like, hey, are, are we really doing this? And sure enough, the next month we rolled it out. Yeah. This, I, I mean, I, I'm familiar with the backstory, but I super love it. And I, and I love how much it contrasts to Dr. Ernie and I's kind of backstory where I showed up to lunch with Dr. Ernie and he <laughs> already had a notebook full of, of notes and he did a lot of really fast talking and I was like, sure. And then he sent an email and said I was going to need a microphone. And I was like, I have clearly no idea what it is I told him I was going to be doing. And here, seven years later, uh, and many, many microphones later, I uh, we're, we're still at it. But I'm, I'm kind of like you, Jeff. At the time, I didn't really know what podcasts were. I didn't really listen to them. Um, they weren't a part of my daily life, and it was it was such a funny thing to just, um, you know, Ernie's got a lot of energy and enthusiasm, and, and easy easily convinces you to um, get on board with whatever crazy idea. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Um, and 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 surprisingly, there was no alcohol involved. So um, fully sober, <laughs> jumped right. on board with with this. So um, I think it's such a fun backstory, but it's such an important thing that you guys do. And I think one thing that's important. Um, and worth noting, I think, it is you guys were one of the first veterinary technician-based podcasts yes. where it was two technicians yeah. talking to technicians, geared toward technicians, and really taking that role. I mean, obviously, Ernie wanted to have a balanced representation of voices mm-hmm. on the podcast from the beginning. And so we've kind of had that back and forth and, and that balance here. But you guys really were the ones that said, hey, we're Strictly Vet Tech podcast. Yeah, and, and the, the whole point of it is you know, when we first were having this conversation is I forget who said, it. I, I said, there's not something out there in the space for us. Like there's a lot of veterinary ones. There's a lot of things that are industry related, but not really anything related to technicians themselves. Like we were kind of latching on to, I remember when we were studying, there was a, a podcast. I forget what the guy's name was. Um, I think it's on one of the t-shirts we had made up. Um, about uh, emergency medicine, but it was the human side of things, you know, and, and we wanted mm-hmm. to talk about Was that Bird that, Doc? Bird Doc, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bird Doc. Bird yeah. Doc, yeah, that, that was him. Um, but the, the whole point of it was that we were kind of frustrated in our jobs. Like, we were not happy where we were. Um, just being in clinic work and having done it for, at the time, 20-plus years, we were just kind of frustrated and, and kind of on that path towards burnout. And... I was thinking about this today before we came on that, you know, before we started this, the things that we knew were clinic work, working on the floor, 
um, and speaking of conferences, that was about yeah. it. That was yeah. pretty much the scope of what we thought a veterinary technician could do. And we said, there's got to be more stuff out there. There's got to be more people out there that we could talk to about that. And really, it was it was about us trying to find a different mm-hmm. path for our careers and, and trying to improve our lives without actually leaving the field. Because, um, you know, we, we both probably had that conversation within ourselves of, do we want to keep doing this? And I, I think through doing this and talking to all the people that we've been able to talk to, we still want to do this and we still want to stay in this field. Yeah. And, and I applaud you for that. And, and you know, one thing too, viewfinders, you know, it's when you're listening to, to podcasts like Vet Tech Cafe or the Veterinary Viewfinder, you know, a lot of times what we're, we're really trying to prompt change, right? We're trying to inspire you to look at things differently or take action, right? And so I think that, that it's really important for us to have this shared collective wisdom and and sort of your know, conversation. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, Becky, you know, you, you mentioned this a lot, especially in the early days of the podcast, and, and guys, I'm, I'm sure you can relate, is that so often veterinary professionals live, work, breathe in isolation. Like they don't get to hear, oh, wow, they're having the same problem as we are over here, right? And so I think that one of the things that your podcast does really, really well is talk about those issues that, you know, do affect everyone around the country. And, uh, you know, and you kind of say, hey, this is a common shared experience and here's how we've dealt with it or how we're trying to deal with it or whatever. And, and I think there's so much value to that. Absolutely. And, you know, we've even had um, a handful of international guests now. We, we have kind of like an international series where, you know, we talk to veterinary technicians or veterinary nurses, depending on the country around the world. And the, the, the crazy thing is, is that so many of the issues we face in the U.S. are actually issues that pretty much everybody faces in their in this same profession around the world. I mean, we've talked to somebody that we studied with for our BTS exam who's in the Netherlands, somebody from Malaysia, Canada, Australia, and, and the, the, the issues that, I, that we all face are, are ubiquitous. And I think that it's, it's like, so I think if we could all put our heads together and some of the national organizations work more globally, um, I think there's there's a better, hopefully, driver of change. But it's 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 not just the U. It's not just here and us here in the U.S. It's it's everywhere. Yeah, for sure. I think that's an important. I I, I you know I I don't know if I can decide if I think that that's good or really bad. Right? Like <laughs> it's I'm like it's right, really good right. to just know yeah. that we're not alone. That's good to know. It's really right. bad that. These are such universal problems and they feel like like I would like to say, <laughs> I would like to say when I think of like certain political issues, I can look at other systems that work better. Um, I can think of other politicians who do better than others or do good. Like there seems like there's solutions out there to pick and choose from. It's just getting people on board. If, if we're, you know, globally struggling with the same thing and nobody has really figured out the secret sauce to making it better. Um, I think that that concerns me a lot, but I think that what the conversation does is brings it unites that conversation yes, and it yes, unites the yes. thoughts and it, it it gives the opportunity for that brainstorm and that idea sharing and that and that growth mindset when we're doing it outside of feeling like we're doing it in a vacuum. It, it seems more hopeful, right? Like I think it's less hopeless when you're if you're just sitting in a clinic and thinking this is just me, uh, but on a higher level you can band together and strengthen numbers so i think it's really important to bring those messages and those voices together to reflect 
um, what we're seeing on kind of all different points of the globe. With that, what has been for you guys, I think one of the, when you say you have this, and to be fair, like um, to go a little rabbit hole, you guys have a bunch of different series, which I think is fun. You have that tech cafe. Um, You also have um, um, the tap room, the tap room, right? As I say, a little after hours show, Mm -hmm. um, the less censored version and a little international situation going on. And um, so what has been kind of the the thing that surprised you the most, I guess, as you've grown as a podcast and um, as you guys have interviewed and, and developed these conversations, what has really surprised you the most out of all of it? The fact that people still want to listen to us, I think, yeah. is a big one for me. <laughs> oh, I always say that to Ernie. I'm like, he'll tell me the numbers. I'm like, don't tell me the numbers. I don't want to know that people listen. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's yeah. the scariest thing ever. I would like to think that we are just talking to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I I saw this thing recently. Um, it was, it, I think it was a meme or uh, I don't TikTok, so maybe it was a TikTok that I came across. I don't know, but it was something to the effect. The quote was like, what do you call it when two guys get together and want to talk <laughs> about their feelings? You call it a podcast. And, <laughs> and I, I think that, you know, to some degree, it, it, it's it's been that. Like, it, Dave and I talk like that was the whole premise of our podcast, right? We were miserable and unhappy in our jobs and our careers. And, and what do we do? But I, I think for me, the biggest thing is, like, hearing everybody's stories and and how passionate about they are about their thing that they're on our show for it's actually really exciting really inspiring and like reinvigorating me to me and there are so many episodes that we've had that are things that maybe I don't have a particular interest in or frankly didn't even know they existed in our field but this person is like blazing the path of it and it's to me that is that's what like keeps me going is these undiscovered stories and I don't know how we find these people a lot of times they find us and and just you know suggest an episode or what have you I mean Dave we thought we would run out of guests we thought we had 10 episodes (laughs) yeah Yeah. we we thought by like three to six months we would run out of people and here we are we just passed four years last month and or this month really and, and still going strong so it's yeah it's it's something else Wow, that is really cool. And I guess to that point, uh, to kind of back to your, I guess, like, it's a joke. Like, and you say it kiddingly that, you know, it's two guys talking about their feelings as a podcast. What do you think that uh, that dynamic brings, being that you are guys and you are in the veterinary space and you are technicians and that is the minority um, and it isn't the same voice and that you guys are in emergency and critical care and that you are alternate paths, like, how do you feel your experience and the fact that there are certain roles that you play and carry in the space that are minority roles, how is that affected or contributed or um, just where does that fall with, with your guys' dynamic? I think it's interesting. Hmm. That's a, that's a very interesting question. I, I think a lot of that stems from the fact that we do have all the years and we have worked in many different places. We've seen how different people practice medicine. We've, we've seen different dynamics in, in the field. And the fact that we didn't do uh, the the typical route to get to where we are, I, th- I think, is part of that. Um, but I, I think we're also just curious about how other people, like like we want to understand how other people are doing that. Which is why which is why we love the international series. Those are fascinating to us because we're like the the girl that we talked to from Malaysia. Uh, I I I just sat there the whole time with my mouth open, thinking yeah. this is yeah. just 
amazing that she's doing this. And in, I don't know if you guys have listened to that episode, but in Malaysia, right. nurses can't really do much of anything. Like, like no. they can't even draw blood. And wow. the fact that she's still pushing forward and, and, and trying to get to where she wants to go, I think is just inspiring and amazing. And, uh, the fact that people are, are wanting to do these things, uh, I don't want to say against all odds, but like up, up against, mm-hmm. like, it's not easy, right? It's not yeah. easy to do those things. Yeah. And I, I, using my experience in, in the stuff that we've been through, cause Jeff and I didn't go the normal route to get to right. where we're at. So we did have to work a little bit harder. We had to, we had to prove ourselves and, uh, spoiler alert, imposter syndrome. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, we fight that every single day. And, yeah. uh, I, I feel like that's what, what gives us that unique perspective is that we're, we're fighting against that. And you mentioned the fact that we're both, we're both guys. And I don't know that that really comes into our consciousness that yes, we are the outliers in the, in the field where whatever the numbers is 78, 80% female in this profession. I guess that I think because we've been in the field for so long, it doesn't really, it doesn't really click that. Oh, Oh, we're, we're outsiders. Like we're not the normal, normal demographic in this field. Um, maybe some male obliviousness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there such a thing? Wait a for minute. Sure, for sure. Wait a second. You know, <laughs> and one thing I would add too, I, I think it almost kind of, I don't know. I, I think to me, it's also kind of lent a hint of credibility because it's almost like back in the day, it used to be a very male dominated profession, which it's not anymore. My wife is an, an emergency veterinarian and she graduated from Tufts in 2018 when she was going through vet school interviews, which would have been like 2014. I don't remember what school it was, but during her vet school interview, one of the questions she was asked was, how do we get men back to the profession? <laughs> and, you know, wow. so it's like if you think about, you know, what it was when we started in the mid 90s, um, you know, I think of Harold Davis and obviously we had a lot of female coworkers along the way, too. But now it's it, it's almost like we have been in the profession while it's undergone that shift. And mm-hmm. um, but it's so I don't know that it, it really adds anything to it or not, but um, it, it's it's a lot of those kind of stories are are definitely things that like just open my eyes to like, wow, this is, this is crazy. I I wouldn't have known about it. I wouldn't have known these people any other way. I think that's the really fun part. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I do like the fact that you guys are highlighting people like the veterinary technician from Malaysia, because giving those people a voice, I mean, not only does it validate their efforts, I mean, these are change agents that are really, they have tremendous obstacles to what they're doing but you know that validation that you guys give them that just continues that sparks additional change so again it's, it's so important that that you're what you're doing and i appreciate it on on so many levels let me ask you this though you know as you, as you kind of look back at the last four years or so and and you know we've seen now obviously there are a lot more podcasts i mean when we started there really wasn't anything and then you know suddenly you guys come along and everybody's doing it but um has that changed you know has that changed the way you you deliver content? I mean, have you sort of looked at trends and what's happening out there? Does that influence, you know, what you're doing at Vet Tech Cafe? You know, I I don't know if it does. I know when we started, um, Dave and I scoured the internet just because we wanted to make sure that if we, like, we didn't want to step on somebody else's toes. We didn't want to do carbon copy somebody's something that somebody else was doing. And in our search, we found one person 
uh, Kat Robinson, radio vet nurse down in yep. Australia that was doing the same kind of thing. Um, and, and she was actually very, very helpful to us when we started out. We, we got in contact with her and she gave us some pointers uh, and a, a lot of help. And we found one other podcast, um, the uh, Internal Medicine for Vet Techs, that was starting out basically the same time we were and we bounced a lot of ideas off of each other. But we wanted to make sure that nobody was doing this format that we had dreamt up because we didn't want to dilute what somebody else was doing or, or basically just have a, a repeat. Um, and there has been a lot that have come out. And But I, I think most everybody's doing their own little thing. Like, I think what you guys are doing is still very unique. I think, you know, what veterinary anesthesia nerds, what they're doing with theirs is unique. And I am FVT, the community they've built is really yeah. something else. And so I think, like, I think it's super cool that there are so many more of these now that are like for technicians only, and um, you know that, that they have like we have our own place that we can go, and um, you know Amy Newfield's another one, and what she's built with veterinary team training. I, I think that's it's so cool that you know there's still a place for. I think that's the big thing. There's still a place for all of us, and and. You, you, you asked about content. I mean, we have been asked six ways from Sunday to put more content out and to do a TikTok channel and, you know, be more content creator, influencer type things. And, and that's just, that's not Dave and I. Like, we struggle <laughs> to put together the couple of posts a month we put out on Facebook because uh, we're just not, like, very... Uh, what is that? Uh, self-promoting, um, yeah. and so like we know Quite we the have to do. Usually. Yeah, <laughs> we know we have to do at least some to promote our episodes and promote ourselves and and who we're going to have on because we want people to listen to this amazing story. But like the content creation, I think is the biggest struggle for us because we just I don't <laughs> I don't know if we actually know how to create content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get it. But just from a, uh, you know, you also look at some of the big issues. I mean, you guys were around when the veterinary, you know, nurse initiative uh, was was going around. Uh, mm -hmm. Are you are you seeing? Are, have you seen that sort of quiet down at least on your channels? You know, I mean, like for us, we continue to bring up you know title protection and all the mm -hmm. we believe the most important aspects of the VNI. But you know, the overall title change, you know, that was never our jam anyway. But are you guys still seeing a lot of discussion and and maybe you know interest in that? I think there's still discussion about the title change, uh, but I don't think it is, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? It's like a, a, a reactionary response, not a, not a, people aren't bringing up the conversation. It's more in response to something that, that, that gets promoted. Um, like we saw something the other day about two people being promoted to be uh, advocates for uh, a veterinary technician initiative, and they were being called vet nurses, and Jeff and I kind of texted back and forth like, oh, that's gonna that's gonna rub some right. people the wrong way and and I mean Jeff and I are both in the in the the mindset that we don't really care what you call us um, but we want it to be unified because that 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 that's one of the hard things is that if we're fighting over what we're called like all of the other issues of the VNI get pushed off. Exactly, yeah. you know, and, the, that's the, and that's, that's where the that's where the actual change is. is right, right. <laughs> the and, title was the, yeah, and those uh. are the really important parts of it. And I'll say, just from the few people we've talked about internet or talked to internationally that are actually veterinary nurses, they still have the same struggle. The the title certainly didn't get rid of the problems that you know right. the other problems that we face. So. 
Um, I, you know, yeah, it's uh, all that other stuff to, to, to us is the, the more important parts of it. Right. And what about pay? Like, you know, this we, we've talked a lot over the years about, you know, proper you know compensation and benefits and you know pathways for advancement and things like that i mean is that something that you're still you know you find yourselves talking about like <laughs> we talk about it almost every week at some point it seems like but you know do you still find that that i mean let's just refiners let's be put it out there you know it's we're all being woefully underpaid but mm-hmm. no no one more than veterinary technicians but is that still something that you're just you know gosh we just got to keep hammering this you know, I, I don't know if we've ever really touched a whole lot on on pay or pay scale. I know we've talked to like veterinary financial advisors and things of that sort, but I don't know if we've ever really had, I mean, we always, you know, one of our generic questions is, you know, what, what do you see as one of the biggest issues in our field right now? And, and inevitably the guest, you know, often says money. pay. <laughs> right. um, and so we have like a little bit of discussion there, but we've never really like talked about it you know, in that grade of depth, but you're absolutely right. I mean, it's, it's there. And, and I, I think actually that's, that's part of the problem is that nobody really talks about it. You don't see the pay listed in job ads. Um, and, and so I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's something we need to look at a little bit more. We'll book it next. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think it's, it's a, it's an issue and, but I don't, I don't want to sound spoiled here, but Jeff and I being 25 years in the field, you know, our pay has gone up to the point where we're, we live comfortably now. And, and now, and, and Jeff and I talk about this a lot, where our focus is now not so much what I make per hour, but it's how much of my medical insurance is being taken care of. Mm-hmm. What about PTO? What about um, uh, employee assistance for retirement? All that stuff. So yeah. our, our focus personally i think is is less on what we make per hour and more about those other things which i realize you know kind of distances us somewhat from uh our our, our audience because we we aren't making 15 dollars an hour we aren't grossly underpaid yes we're underpaid but grossly underpaid probably not yeah. um and and i i think that is something that usually the people that we talk to are people that have multiple years and and a lot of years in the field where they're kind of in the same spot as us. So we did get a, um, Jeff, we got a email from somebody that is going through tech school now, which I, I think is, is something that we would like to talk to her about is, is what, what does she think about pay? Um, but I think with the guests that we've had, we haven't really had anyone that hasn't had like 15 years in the field. Yeah, very, right. so very it, few. It's, it, yeah, that, and, and, and that's natural, right? Because yeah, these oh, are yeah. thought yeah. leaders, KOLs, so forth. But the issue is how do we get more people to 15 years to 25 yes, years you know? yes, you and part of that an barrier yeah. yeah it's you know because the first five years they're looking at this going wait i'm making 15 bucks an hour i went to yeah. school this assistant over here is making 1490 you know yeah. what's the point and yeah. and and that's really you know so again viewfinders you know where becky and i stand on this one uh, for sure becky what else you got to, for these guys before before they have to go because you know again these guys have a big spotify deal million <laughs> i was gonna say million, i you know. We I have a bunch like, of promos to do after this. Right, I'm I was sure gonna say you do. I'm, sure you do. I'm definitely checking what we're paying them for our complaints now that I know that they're <laughs> rolling in all these sixers. No, you know, more than anything, I'm just excited you guys um, took the time to hang out with us today uh, and to just have this opportunity to kind of unite. And, and part of the reason is, is because to Jeff's point, 
I think it's important everybody knows there's room for all of us. You know, there are a lot of yes. great podcasts. And, and as we know, some people hate my voice. And so there needs to be other places for that. Uh, okay, wait, I'll be fair. And other people find it semi-ASMR, and apparently there is a cat that comes running and listens every time the podcast the cast is on. So, um, so different strokes for different folks. But I think it's important that people know we do kid, and part of the reason um, we try to promote other podcasts to our complaint departments or to reach out is just for fun so that people know we are all friends. Um, we are all in it for the same reason, and we're just all on these, like, different – paths to get to the same place because we're all different people and we've all had different experiences and and that's Mm -hmm. great and so um you know i hope we have a lot of folks who maybe haven't listened to your podcast before that listen to us that come over to you guys i hope that there's folks that listen to vet tech cafe that if they haven't tried veterinary viewfinder out you know just to give us a listen um to hear our different perspectives so that we get as much uniting as we possibly can across the field that we get as much opportunity as we can because to your point guys you're right we do get paid well but we worked really hard to be here and we Mm -hmm. we do have status in the profession and we do have certain longevity recognition in this profession but we didn't do anything crazy unique that anybody else couldn't do and if you're out there with That's a great idea. That's your imposter idea. syndrome shining through there. <laughs> what? You, you just said that we didn't do anything that nobody else could do. That's a, that's a classic imposter syndrome comment. So, sorry. <laughs> We're not special. It's the, I'm so sorry to break it to you. <laughs> we are. You know, and, and I'll tell you, I want to tell you this um, because somebody told me that it helped them. When it comes to imposter syndrome, what I try to, re- what I try to remind folks is I'm not pretending I invented this material. I don't try to carry these conversations as though I'm the expert on all of it. In fact, I try to regularly come at at it as though I know very little. And that's the whole reason we're here and doing this is so we can learn more so that we can be educated um, so that we can learn from the people who listen to us. And so I think in the imposter syndrome is I think it's imposed on us by the people who tell us that they think that we know everything or that that kind of think that's what we're trying to say. But what I know about all of us is we're really inquisitive folks who just want to learn more. And this platform is such a great way to do it. And I'm really proud of you guys. I had literally nothing to do with your success. However, <laughs> it's been really fun to watch. You guys have always been big supporters of the tree. Um, I want to yeah. specifically shout out this very yeah. um, most recent episode you guys did with Danny Provost on layoffs. Um, right. I know a lot of folks who were affected by layoffs this year. And I think that was such an important conversation. And I love what you guys are doing, and, and thank you for doing it. Think, think so we don't have to carry the whole load of great podcasts out there. We <laughs> frankly appreciate it. Well, so, you know, that's just it with you guys, though, too, right? I mean, like, you guys are, are the OGs of, of veterinary yeah. podcasting, as far as I'm concerned. Before we go, I'd just like to ask you guys, like, how has it changed while you've been doing this? Like, think back seven years ago to now. Like, what looks different? Well, I'm I'm a lot poorer because you know we were paying for this uh, on our own. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know that is one of the funny things too. Just so you guys know, and, and one of the reasons why I think we uh, like you guys and are drawn to you guys, like because there's now become this sort of next uh, evolution where it's kind of like all money and you know people are making and you know and I think you know you were mentioning about how we, hey we don't do content. Yeah, you know, back then I came at this and we continue to do this just with pure intent. Like, you know, like yeah. we might get lucky and get a sponsored episode every now and then because we just don't 
take them. You know, right, you're like, right. it has to really align with what we're all about. So I love the fact that both of us are doing this organically. What's changed the most? You know, I think that, uh, Sadly, the issues are the same, uh, and I know we've got a special episode coming up about sort of looking back on seven years of doing the podcast, but Becky, you know, a lot of the issues we're still talking about. I think what's really changed, though, more importantly, is more people, we're able to reach more people, and that's just by by virtue of being around for so long, but I do, you know, what's interesting is, is Becky and I will have a, a, a podcast conversation, a guest, whatever, and then we'll be out at a conference, and somebody will come back and say, hey, I heard that what you're talking about or whatever, and you realize, wow, it's resonating. And I do have this firm belief in, in life that, you know what, when, when you make the change that you want to see in the world. And, and so we, this is our little subtle, you know, quiet way of, of trying to initiate some of that change. So Becky, I don't know, for me, it's just, you know, I think we've, we've been able to kind of push a few buttons and we've definitely ticked off more than our fair share of people. But, um, you know, I mean, I think it's still by and large the same. And, and what I'm so proud of, um, for working with Becky all these years is the fact that, you know, she keeps showing up and is very genuine and authentic and truthful. And it's hard to find people like that. that come on. You know, we do this every week for seven years. This podcast has never missed one. We've gone through hurricanes and fires and floods and, <laughs> yeah. and travel and kids and sickness, and we just keep doing it. And And I love that working attitude that Becky brings, you know, and I mean that the best way, Becky, you know, we like, like we just get this, we get this shit done. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we are lucky for that. I think you know, one thing for me that's changed or th that's changed the most is um, kind of along the lines what Dr. Ernie was saying in terms of accessibility, more people listen to and know what podcasts are. When we very first started, I would say like, oh, I have a podcast. Right. And people would be like, what is that? Huh? What is a podcast? And then I would be like, oh, have you, the purple triangle on your iPhone. And they're like, oh, is that what that is? And I was like, yeah. So I think just the understanding of what we do on this platform. So the exposure has been um, has been a lot. We've been able to do a lot more. But the other thing I think that has changed um, is just the tone. We've gone from like, even for myself in the beginning, there were things I was afraid to say. There were things I was like, man, I am going to piss so many people off if I say what I really think here. <laughs> and over seven years, not only myself, um, I've grown into myself and my own ability and confidence to um, stand up for my profession and my beliefs. But watching more and more technicians do that, watching more and more technicians yeah. mm -hmm. start their own businesses, watching Liz head up the union. Um, oh, yeah. You know, like over our last seven years, you know, watching the laws change from state to state and, and the people who get behind it and make it happen is they just feel like in the last seven years, technicians have grown so much and we have so much more to talk about in terms of what they're doing for their own success instead of how do we help make other people make them successful. Like, I just feel like technicians have blossomed so much. Um, and I'm so proud of my profession over the last seven years. And there's just been, I just feel like they're like, like you guys said, I, I was like, how are we going to think of a topic every week? You know, and, and literally every week there is something really important to talk about. And I think some resonates more than others. Some hits harder more than others. Um, but, you know, our profession is just, this amazing, ever-changing, growing, developing profession, especially on the technician level. And I hope 
I, you know, I, I don't know what it looks like in seven years, and I and I can't wait to look back and say, where are we in seven more years? Yeah. There you yeah, go. I'm 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 retired. Uh, I'm just gonna tell you guys uh, straight up. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, probably retired. That would. That, so yeah, I, mean, I would need be... to start looking for another podcast, or how does that transition? Dave That's and Jeff, are you guys hiring? The pay is real bad at our. At our <laughs> yeah. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Becky, we'll be doing holographic podcasting. No, I, you can't even years. get me on video. Can you imagine trying to talk me into 3D? That's... No, I, I can tell you what's going to happen is people are just going to be chat GPT in this stuff. I was just going to say, you could just do it all AI and just have it generate a podcast for you. Oh, Lord. And that's when that's when humanity is definitely doomed. That's yes. just, you know, guys, yeah. forget the Terminator. It's all about the chat GPT podcast. That's I wonder if AI could make your could make voices accept, individually acceptable to all ear holes. And then I'm just people waiting for AI hair replacement. Like, oh, that's, yes. that's the worst thing. If you thing find that, it, yeah. please let oh, me know. Oh, that hit a person. <laughs> I don't, so, I can't. Can't Send them my way too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, man, the, that that's yeah. You ask what changed? I lost my hair. Yeah, when I started this podcast, full head of hair, TV some ready, of that and might now be on me. I'm a I'm a baldy. Is, is some of that man. on me? I started this without gray hair, so uh, it's been it's been amazing, and it's been really fun again to watch you guys grow. Congratulations yes, and happy four year anniversary. I hope you bought each other linen or whatever it is um, that you're supposed to share, and truly. Like just thanks for having a good sense of humor and rolling, you know, with us on in into this um, world of podcasting and and honestly for doing a good job because kind of as you said, I guess we are the OGs if we're going to be self promoting about it. But it, so we watched who else came on board. We wanted more content out there, but we wanted it to be quality and for the right reasons. And we were really excited to see you guys doing just that. Then we didn't well, have to we, send our podcast mob after you. <laughs> yeah. We've we've also done the same thing where we we have watched people join the the podcasting uh, realm as well. And, and every now and then we'll send each other a text of oh somebody had Liz on their their podcast. There's yep. another one that's that's. Yep. And sometimes we do the uh, the tagline of how does it go, Jeff? Oh, always... Often imitated, never duplicated. There you Ooh, go. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but you know, it's, but the, the thing is, is on those other podcasts they have different conversations and, yeah. and oh, yeah. that, that's the whole that's part of the whole there's truly room for everybody and yeah well don't Absolutely. forget we had her first yes. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. yeah it's a matter of record but who's saying we're there imposters over here on the viewfinder that's oh. all we do Just, well guys yeah. i can't thank you enough for spending time with us today again if you haven't listened to them go check out vet tech cafe wherever you listen to your podcast guys it's worth a subscribe they really do some good work over there and we're really really proud to call them colleagues in the space and if they want to tell us what they think about our show becky where can they go Right. Again, if you don't like it, Jeff and Dave want to hear about it. So make sure you yeah. hit them up at that Tech Cafe podcast. If you are enjoying it, you make sure you hit me up over at Veterinary Viewfinder at gmail.com or over at Facebook and Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. And, and who knows? I th I don't even know what X Twitter is anymore, but we're not there. Never. And honestly, I don't even get it anymore. It seems like, wow, what just happened to the world? But anyway, guys, we know what happened to the world. We got to talk to... David Cowan and Jeff Backus from Vet Tech Cafe. Thank you again, guys. We will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hello, caffeinators. We wanted to thank Dog Days Consulting for managing our social media and helping with the interior design here at the Vet Tech Cafe. They don't just do social media. They can help you identify your brand through brand coaching. 
The founder is a CVPM with 15 years' experience in veterinary practice management. They are a small business proudly serving the veterinary community, and we are thrilled to be working with them. Check them out at www.dogdaysconsulting.com. Hey, caffeinators. We would like to thank you for listening to the Vet Tech Cafe podcast today. As everybody is well aware by now, we often talk about difficult issues that face our profession. In addition, we chat with colleagues and leaders in our field who have strong opinions of these issues. Those opinions expressed by either Dave or Jeff as the hosts, or those opinions expressed by our guests, are their opinions alone and do not represent any other person, business, institution, or any other entity inside or outside of the scope of veterinary medicine. If you have any questions relating to this, please email us at vettechcafe.com at gmail.com or visit our website www.vettechcafe.com. Lastly, whatever platform you utilize to hear our dulcet tones, please rate and review our podcast and like and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages as well to see what we're up to. From all of us at the Vet Tech Cafe, have yourself a great day.